You're going to want to put on your tinfoil hat for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you fucking with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. Five, four, three, two, one. Mikey J, and you're tuned in to another edition of KGP Presents. This is episode 55, and if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you head over to Rockfin because my channel, you know, because of the sensitivity of this this topic, it may get banned so or or suspended. So uh, make sure you look me up on Rockfin. Uh, it's under uh, KGP underscore Presents. You know, it just seems to be a common thing for. Anytime anyone speaks any kind of truth, it just gets taken down or, or just suspended for, for whatever reason. And if you want to listen to the podcast version, version, you can listen to us on the audio podcast of your choice just by searching KGP Presents, uh, like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and, and so much more. If you can't find me, just let me know and I'll get on it ASAP. Uh, you can also find the, the uncut and uncensored videos on my Patreon. The link is in, in, in the description. And the best part, it's only $3, so uh, it's not going to break your bank. Uh, in the last episode, we aired the much-anticipated Altering Our Skies, and I had a lot of fun making the video to show off the basics of chemtrails and contrails and weather modification, geoengineering, and uh, what the difference is between contrails and chemtrails and uh, the type of chemicals they are injecting into our atmosphere. And that, that was like my primary focus uh, over the last 130 years. But in today's episode, I wanted to bring someone on who has a lot more experience and, and you know, professional knowledge about, uh, about this topic and to do a kind of a deep dive. We'll see where it goes and talk about actual activists. So without further ado, let's bring him on, the man behind the documentary, 
Frankenskies, he's also an activist against the use of GMOs, vaccines, 5G, fluoride, and more importantly, to advocate for our health and well-being. Please welcome the legendary Matt Landman. What is going on? Hey, thanks, Mikey. That's a great intro. I really <laughs> appreciate you. What's up? I'm happy to be here. Good, good. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. I've, I've had so many recommendations to to have you on as a guest. And so I, I, I hadn't, I've heard you before in like multiple episodes and I hadn't really thought about it. And then once I saw Frankenskies, I was like, oh yes, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm really glad that your um, passion is truth, especially the chemtrail um, rabbit hole, because that's very important. So many things have happened recently over the past couple of years, especially that um, that particular truth likes to get kind of put by the wayside or um, dimmed or given less attention, whatnot. But it's still very, very important, especially now more than ever as climate change lockdowns and all this weather engineering, even the hurricane today. So lots yeah, to talk about. Definitely. Yeah. So speaking of the, your documentary, I recently watched it, uh, Frankenskies, and I, I have to say that the film was done really well. And it kind of gave me ideas of how to do mine because I didn't want it to look so similar that, you know, it, it took away the originality. And but I have to say it's like it's so difficult just to piece together clips from like news organizations and like, uh, you know, professors and stuff. And uh, I have my own like kind of spin on it. So how did, how did you like get into this whole uh, chemtrail conspiracy type thing? What, what was your life like before you got into all this? Uh, yeah, good question. I was just a normal kind of person. Um, I definitely never found necessarily the job of my dreams. Any any job that was some authority, it took me only a little bit of time to be able to walk out of there. Um, I worked, like, I, I remember counting one day when I was on a Greyhound bus. I've worked like 45 jobs, uh, so you name it. And eventually I went back to school, got a master's in business and even then the jobs that I was getting were like business jobs, you know, and you end up selling out basically or having to question whether you're going to have to, you know? Right. And so it's like, at the end of the day, I wanted to be outside. So I got a job on a farm and by working on a farm. And it's funny because usually people would, you know, get a job on a farm and then go to school. And then they think you think the American dream is like to, I did the opposite and it was actually the dream, you know, in that way but after going to all this school i realized i'd rather be grounded and work in the ground my last name is landman so my my family's sicilian and we came over on ellis island they translated it as italian before uh you know a couple hundred years ago or whatever but now it's landman and here i am and um i might as well be grounded and working on the in the land and i learned so much working on farms I've worked on um, in the cannabis industry and cannabis farms when that was something. Now the whole industry is falling apart. There's some, uh, it's, it's actually incredible what's going on in that industry with this bait and switch with the uh, legalization, but they basically got all the farmers really side tangent really quick, but they got all the farmers to, to tell them what they're doing, all the cannabis farmers to tell them what they're doing and give them legalization with the promise of being able to sell all their stuff. 
but then knowingly the the price was of the of the crop was crashed and so now you know when something was two thousand dollars a pound now it's two hundred dollars a pound how are you going to make any money so they instead of like going around and arresting everybody the government just bankrupted everybody knowingly doing that like strategically like they do to everybody we could talk about the economic hitman in any walk of life and that's just one of them and so i worked on farms in northern california um but the farm that i worked on is organic uh everything farm, potato, squash, vegetable farm, worked at the farmer's market, amazing opportunity. And I love people. I love working in farmer's markets, but at the end of the season, when we're out there harvesting is harvest in the season, California. So a lot of people don't even know that California has like this dry season. And then it's, it rains at the end of the year. Right. Like when I grew up in Virginia, we get thunderstorms all the time. It didn't matter what time of year it was, but it's very seasonal on the West Coast. The entire West Coast is very seasonal. So when the rains do come, they come on for like a few months. And when I was living in Northern California, going to school and then working on the farm, we were in a drought. And so we were out there um, harvesting in the midst of this drought and this big storm was about to come. And I witnessed firsthand weather engineering, but I had nothing I had no basis for it. So it's just like you're walking down the street and you see Cookie Monster, but you don't you you have no basis for even what Cookie Monster is. So you just brush it off, right? Even though Cookie Monster walked right by you, you should be like, oh my gosh, Cookie Monster in the flesh. But it's like you've never seen the show, you don't even know, you don't care, whatever it is. Maybe that's a bad reference. <laughs> like, um, but it's like literally seeing something like Bigfoot or whatever, and like having I have a really good, I'm on a little tangent, but I have a good, really good reference. I've seen weird, crazy stuff in the skies by just looking up all the time. And there's one thing I've seen is a black line in the sky coming out the nose of a jet. Like it's not a shadow from a chemtrail. It's coming out the nose of like a drone. Maybe it's like a navigation thing for the chemtrail spray. So I met a woman who had seen that exact thing, a black line coming out of the front of the jet, but she saw it. And then saw me a couple hours later and was telling me about her day and the chemtrails that she saw. But that memory was tabled in, in, or shelved in her mind. And she didn't even remember it anymore because she had no reference point. She saw something crazy weird in the sky. She's like, what? And then she's like, oh, well, okay, whatever. Then later on, she's telling me she doesn't even remember it. Then I told her I saw this weird black line in the sky. And she's like, oh, my God, I saw the same thing. I'm like, why didn't you tell me when you're talking about this guy? She's like, I, I forgot. I didn't even remember. I didn't have a frame of reference when I saw it. So it was just like, you know, blanked it out. So me, when I first saw chemtrails, I didn't have any frame of reference. I was just like, well, that's weird. It's not raining. A bunch of planes showed up. They zigzagged the sky and left lines. But it must be normal who am I to like, what am I to think of that? You know what I mean? I had no, I didn't have that really crazy suspicious mind. I didn't know about nine 11. I'd seen zeitgeist. It was pretty early. It was like, this is around, um, sorry, 2014 or no 2012 ish. Right. So yeah, basically I had a memory, something I witnessed something is the story. And then further down the line, my friend said to me, we were talking about 9-11. I was talking about how kids won't even admit to it because they weren't even hardly born then. And like people's only reference is the Google search and everyone, everyone, what they say about 9-11 is what they say, like youth. Um, I know you're around my age. We, we said in the pre-show, but I know people that are like really young 
and, and in college and stuff still, if you try to talk to him about 9-11, for instance, they'll say, oh, I've heard both sides. And they won't want to take a side either because it's like they don't have any reference point. They weren't even alive. You know, right. we were like literally on the edge of our seats. We were there, you know, yeah. like literally like we were we, we witnessed it. I was in D.C. I was in I lived in the D.C. area at the time. And my girlfriend at the time went to Pace University right next to the Twin Towers. So I was involved, you know, wow. emotionally whatever so i have a reference point and then to learn that it later quickly thereafter that um it was bogus and stuff you know that that's emotional for me i'm like mad about it but people don't have a reference point so my friend on the phone sorry i'm bouncing around i'm almost done my friend on the phone he told me hey do you know about chemtrails you know yeah the kids don't know much about 9-11 but what about chemtrails that's everywhere in people's face you know how could you deny that i hadn't heard the word before I didn't know any, I didn't have a name for what I'd seen, you know, the, pre, the the few weeks previous, whatever. And so I went and looked it up on the internet and boom, all this rabbit hole, you know, unraveled. I found like a movie. I found that there's activism on it. Mm -hmm. And I was like first really inspired and wanted to like tell everyone, but then I was like, oh wait, there's other people doing it. And that's a psychological thing when there's other people doing something, then you're like, oh, well, I won't do it. You know, that's something that's how controlled opposition works. That's how anything works. It's, 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 it's kind of like defeating to have people like, like activists, if you look at them the wrong way, which we're programmed to look at people like these heroes, like Superman's going to do the job for you when everyone needs to get involved really in the heroes and everyone and the right. truths in everyone, you know, like you don't need to ask anyone the questions you can get them answered within you and just go outside and look at the sky every day. You know, you don't need, you need a documentary or anything like that. So once I had a reference point and I saw that there was activism, I was like, cool. Wow. Amazing. And I just kept living my life, but then slowly, but surely I was like not satisfied with that. You know? And then why did you make your movie? Cause you wanted to get involved, right? You wanted to uh, put your artistic, you wanted to do it. You wanted to be involved. You wanted to do something. You wanted to produce, you wanted to share your take on it, you know? And so yeah. I did that with Frank and Skies and I started having conferences and got some traction. And then after Kim trails, um, I've had, I had like three conferences on Kim trails and made the movie. And I realized I'm going to make the sequel film, but it's, it's slow in the making in the works. But after Kim trails, I realized that truth isn't just Kim trails, you know, it's a frequency. So once you start writing that vibration of truth, all these other truths start becoming evident and self-evident. So then I, you know, delved into other truths. I started an EMF protection clothing line. I made this website, Actual Activist. That's like a one-stop shop for truth. Um, in my opinion, it's the best website on the internet. I love it. And and yeah, I just keep on going. Here I am. Thanks yeah. for having me on and for listening <laughs> to hearing me out on that little tangent. Yeah, I it's one of those things. I mean, you just said it. I mean, it's in your face and it's one of those things where I complain almost like on a daily basis. And there, there are some weeks, months where it's just nonstop and the trails just keep coming and it's just never ending. And it's like, what are they doing? Stop messing with the atmosphere. And I've been trying to figure it out, but I never really dove, you know, dove deep into why and what they're putting in the sky and it wasn't until I was putting together my documentary that I discovered like the patents, the the ingredients, the the cause of what these ingredients will do to our systems. And I was like, I I have to put this out. I mean, there was a couple of times where I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but it, it's kind of like the root the root of like my awakening. And you know, it started with 
I think it started with like JFK, but it was still distant. And, you know, JFK Jr. and how he was killed and, and that was still kind of distant. And then 9-11 happened. And, you know, I was in Northern California and it happened in, in New York. And even though like all our laws started to change, it still felt distant. It wasn't like something I saw every day. And chemtrails just was always in the back of my mind. And like, and even now, I mean, it frustrates me because you can tell like three days later, it just starts to rain or it gets really humid and hot. And then they just blanket the skies where it just feels like we're in a, like a, a baking dish. And then all that humidity just increases the, the temperatures and you're like, it's so damn hot, you know? And it's like, what, what is their ultimate goal? And it, it's, and then you realize when you dig deep enough, it's like these, these modification facilities, they're all over the country. They're, they're just everywhere. And it's, and they work in unison with all these countries. And then like, Oh my God, <laughs> so it's just everywhere. And everybody's involved. And it's like, they're causing climate change. <laughs> you know, it's like, what we have to do something about this. And uh, that that's why I wanted to talk to you and, and just kind of get your point of view and like, how can people get involved and partake in like how you do things and then see the other things that you you're activist against? I mean, it's not just chemtrails. It's that's just the the surface, you know. Can you can you talk about what other, what other things that you you uh, like to advocate against and you know what you stand for? Well, it's it's um basically <laughs> where you're at, you know do what you can where you're at with what you have so if you live in a town that if you live in a small town and it has fluoride in the water it's actually an amazing opportunity to uh, learn the local ordinances and to get you it, if you contact like the fluoride action network or you can even contact myself it's not that hard to put together and to put it on the ballot and once the facts are laid out the, it's easy to get the fluoride out. It, it, it costs the city money. It's the efficacy has never been proven. It's right. like, it's toxic actually. Like there's all these things, fluoride is super bad. And so in the end, you can become an actual activist. You don't have to uh, become a chemtrail activist. There's all these other scopes that, you know, once people sink their teeth into, wait a second, they've been lying to me about that then they wake up to one thing and then the truth starts to snowball and avalanche. I mean, GMO foods, for instance, we go to the grocery store and they're labeled like they're labeled. If it starts with a certain number number on the barcode, it's, it's uh, GMO, it's conventional. And then the nine is organic, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So, so the, I'm, I'm like a hundred percent. I'm like, I'm like 99%. So um, you can tell by the numbers it's labeled also organic usually, but some places it's not. So those things are labeled. How do they get labeled activists? They spoke up and they took it to a freaking national level. They took it to the FDA. They got those things labeled. So now we know if things have been sprayed with glyphosate or not, you know, I worked on an organic farm. Organic farming is amazing it's basically just growing stuff naturally and the inputs that you put in like for the nitrogen you're using chicken poop and you have to wait for it to decompose and like 
um, you're putting ladybugs and praying mantis for the aphids and like for the crows, you're doing cutouts of dead crows and you're outsmarting the crows and they think that you shot a crow with your shotgun, but you didn't. And it's like, cause the scarecrows, they don't care anymore. They're smart. And like, you're doing smart practices and you're growing really good food. People yeah. think you can't grow food. Give me a break. It's so easy. And the monocropping, the thing is people don't understand that there's varietals of all these different foods. You can grow a hundred varieties of something and then the bugs and the mold comes and then one of your varieties of de is dead, but you still have the other 99 varieties of potatoes or whatever, oranges or whatever, apples. There's literally hundreds of varieties of everything on earth. It's unreal. It's mind blowing. Like talk, ask someone how many varieties of lemon there are. They won't, they don't know. Nobody knows. It's because that information is kept from us. Right. So take what's passionate, take what you're passionate about. I mean, take your passion, whether it be, uh, clothing or knitting or um, music and then flip it into activism inform people in some way shape or form how to grow food or how to take care of themselves or how to not eat processed foods and you know I'm I'm coming into this new diet I mean I keep learning right it's like I've I've been Same. on this war path forever and I figured that I'm never gonna learn anything new and I learned something new like right now and tomorrow and yesterday and i'm like oh wow surprise surprise now i'm not surprised but literally i keep learning mm -hmm. you know it's it's something else i really i really do and then you get to pass that on and you just keep growing and, and as you honor the truth with integrity and give that you know light a chance it's like you don't just all of a sudden change things are a lot slower in density in physical form than you would expect but slowly you change your diet and you start to all of a sudden like be getting sick by eating the freaking pizza that you used to eat or whatever, or whatever, maybe, you know, it's like, wow, I used to eat that every day. And now it's toxic for my body because it's got all those toxins in it that my body was just used to eating. You know what I mean? Right. I can tell you probably have a good diet. You look good. So it's like, you know what I mean? And the truth brings you to that, those things. It's like honoring your intake. It's like, oh, wait a second. My tap water's got fluoride in it. Maybe I need a filter. It's like, oh, now I'm honoring my intake, honoring my inputs. It's activism starts at home. Yep. Honoring your inputs and then honoring your children and your family and your surroundings. And then the most important thing is meeting people where they're at. It's like if your neighbor or your coworker or your grandma or your child or whatever it is, if they're not hearing you, it's because you're not doing the best job that you could do to assess the situation, meet them on their level. They don't want to hear about directed energy weapons and freaking flat earth if they've just heard the word chemtrails or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like right. there's levels of it all and like definitely crazy triggers. Like I see in the news all the time, like this flat earther's now dead because he believed in this. And it's like, whoa, it's like he's dead. And you're sh you're shaming his belief in the heliocentric model. Like where did that come from? It's like the dude died. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just othering, othering. <clears throat> so we want to. We want to smash that othering, that othering by applying knowledge in a grounded fashion. That's just where it's at. So it's like start a CSA. I've always wanted to do that. And anyone can do it, especially in these suburbs in the United States. Oh, my gosh. Like I've gone to other countries and I've lived in poor neighborhoods. But like the suburbs were the suburbs where I grew up, like I didn't have a nice yard, but all my friends did and stuff. And the, the CSA potential potentials and some of these really nice suburb neighborhoods, 
is is very high. Like you could easily set up a um, co community supported agriculture CSA. And what you do is you get a freaking pickup truck, get a grant or some people donate and you help people farm on their grass basically. And it's like, no, your backyard is now going to grow carrots and your neighbor is going to grow onions. And guess what? Now you don't got to worry about carrots or onions anymore. And Susie down the way, she says she's going to have sunflowers and sunflower butter all day long. And she says she'll trade with you because she's on the list. And it's like you start creating this community where you didn't even talk to those neighbors because you're a gringo. Sorry. Like, I don't know, like other cultures talk to people. But either way, we don't talk to each other because we're <laughs> afraid of each other. We're conditioned you know? to be that way. Yeah. Gringo is like a not just white people. It's just Americans don't want to talk to one another. <laughs> so it's like it's because they think everyone's like hating them <laughs> yeah. they're literally or they like everybody's trained to think that that there's that there's this fear and hate and everyone's against them but guess what go get to know your neighbor and you might even have a barbecue or laugh yeah. imagine that you, you touched on so many things and and you know you even said that uh you know if you have a music music if you're into music you know change that platform into, into activism when that's exactly what i did i used to interview music artists and um i as I slowly, you know, after COVID happened, I just started to slowly realize that I can't talk about this and this stuff anymore and pretend like nothing's going on. And that's what was what it was like living in Los Angeles. It's like everybody just has their head in the sand and wants to ignore the real issues and just make music and pretend like everything's hunky dory, you know, but I was just more and more. I just had this heightened level of awareness and I'm like, I, I can't hold this in anymore. I, I have to do something. And so I had this platform completely changed what I did and like my interviews. And, and I didn't know else, how else to do it other than interview people that knew more than me. And so now that I'm learning more and more, I'm starting to kind of like venture off and talk about stuff that I actually do know about. And I'm actually writing a book and I... I'm all over the place in this book. And so I'm trying to narrow it down to like one or two topics. So I have to like rewrite it. I already wrote 70 pages and I feel like I'm not even a third of the way through. <laughs> What's it about? It's, it's actually about our hidden history and how everything has just been altered. And because the, the controllers since the mid 1800s have been re redesigning America to be what they want it to be, to make us like, better workers and they completely destroyed god and and recrafted it to be to work in their favor and they just redid the entire education system they redid the the political system like they, they just hijacked everything that they possibly could because they could afford to they had the money to do it and so they manipulated everything and so we just think everything that we're we're taught is is true and so we don't question it. We think, you know, these educators, they, they have all these doctorates and, you know, degrees. So they know better. Why would NASA lie? You know, why would all these agencies lie? But, you know, year after year, we uncover the next, the, the, the latest deceit and plan. And, you know, with all these, like, all these uh, CIA documents are revealed and how we manipulated all these other countries and how like these laws are being changed and we are manipulating our own people, but people see that as like, oh, that was 20 years ago. That would never happen now. But we constantly prove 
as you live on and live throughout the years, you discover like everything does happen to us and it's happening now. And we just think that nothing would ever happen to us because we always see everything happening to other countries and not our own self, you know, and that's how I see like this, this whole chemtrail topic of, you know, why would, why would they do that to our own people? And over oh, it's for the good of the, the climate change and, you know, to, to uh, mitigate global warming and all this stuff. And then they, they redefining it by calling it something else like geoengineering or whatever the, the latest, you know, talking point is. They'll just rename it because people are have amnesia and forget so quickly. <laughs> well, that really got me totally livid because I was living that when that came out. It was, it was probably like four years ago, um, but there was this big slander campaign against chemtrail activists and chemtrails. Um, it was a full-on um, research study out of uh, UC University of California Davis, UC Davis, and it was. Um, this is fascinating. So this is great. I hope that you can document this or whatever. So seventy-seven out of seventy-nine scientists supposedly come out and debunk chemtrails existing so this whole thing came out and it's called slap s-l-a-p for secret large-scale atmospheric program so they're denying a slap program so they claim that activists say that there's a slap program which they never we never said that okay chemtrail act chemtrail activists which i know every single one of them you know they never said that there's a slap. Okay. So they came up with a slap to literally like pitch slap us. Okay. And then like a week later, they came out with geoengineering, bro. And it was like exactly what chemtrails were. So they went through every single news outlet everywhere on earth. Everybody on earth saw this whole study. 77 out of 79 scientists say that chemtrails are not real based on this slap definitions all this like scientific blah blah blah, blah, blah. Wow. if you dig into the slap really 490 like 500 ish uh people slash scientists were interviewed or solicited solicited we'll say because i don't know about the word interview they probably sent some piece of paper in the mail okay and then of that of those people that were solicited the ones that responded were 79 and of the 79 77 said that chemtrail conspiracy theorists are psycho okay so let's just pause there 77 is a crazy like freemason like a number that's used and when um the whole pandemic happened supposedly 77 5g towers were attacked in the uk by crazy right like crazy hoodwink nutty activists which that didn't happen but there was they claim it, and that's part of the like um, othering and making conspiracy theorists look crazy. So they use the 77 number when they're throwing things in our face, and they like to claim that they are with their, for the people that know the numerology, whatever, because that's one of their numbers that they play with the evil uh, dickwads. So then, <laughs> um, pardon me. So then um, they claim, okay, so there's no chemtrails. No chemtrails exist. All these scientists say so. And then all of a sudden, the word geoengineering hits the world. And they say, we have the solution. Harvard's going to do the study. We're going to come out with geoengineering. 
they're going to do an experiment. They're going to, Bill Gates is back in it. It's going to dim the sun. They might use diamond dust. They might use mirrors. They might use sulfur. They might use aluminum. Hey, they've actually been using aluminum the whole time. And then they're, and then they're just like reverse engineering what they've been doing in the whole social engineering, psychological warfare. It worked. Everyone's like, oh, Matt, did you hear? They've got this thing, new thing called geoengineering. They show me a picture. I'm like, oh, where do you think they got a freaking photo of something that they haven't done yet that looks exactly like what I've been telling you or chemtrails? Duh. Yeah. People have this like, it's it's exactly this, uh, Mikey. And I'm, I'm, firm, I'm a firm believer in this. Nobody wants to believe that there's actually evil on earth. So they'll quote, sell their soul, but they're not really because they don't think they're selling their soul to the devil. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to believe in evil. Right. Nobody wants to think that there's actually bad in our own you country know? or in general. I mean, nobody right. wants to admit it. I mean, like, dude, there's people getting killed by our troops all the time. There's evil on earth. Like we're doing bad things. We're killing ourselves. Yeah. Or yeah. Why would they do it to ourselves? That's the qu- first question. So people have this general kind of um, mind control of um, they're naive. Mm-hmm. It's it's ingrained in the, the psychology. It's like you watch a horror movie and it's like, that's a movie that would never happen in real life. And it's ingrained in the sitcoms and everything. It's like, oh, the government would never be out to get you. They collect taxes from you to do good for you. Duh. You know, it's like the fluoride in the water. If you can wake up to that, that's a nice little, you know, foot in the door in the rabbit hole. Uh, maybe I answered your question. Sorry. So I went on another tangent. Well, that's why they make the movies that they do. They mean, they seem so realistic that you don't believe it. So when they actually do these things, you're, you're in disbelief. You think that it's the movie and it's like, oh, that's just, that's just in movies. That's not real life. I mean, if, I mean, if you think about all our programming, like people today are just really lazy. Uh, they don't like to research anything. The The average person works eight to nine hours a day. They, they pick up their kids after work uh, they, they from school. They cook dinner. They plop on the couch and turn on the TV and veg out for two to three hours watching sitcoms and movies and, and watch the game. And then after that, they watch 30 minutes of the news. And then and for those 30 minutes, they feel like they're informed. And then the average person has no room to do any research because they're where, – where, where are you going to research? When? When? And so you, you come across a person like, like yourself or me and they, they, they scoff like, oh, that's, that's a conspiracy right there. You know, you're, you're nuts for even looking into it. I mean, they literally think that you're crazy for questioning the narrative, for questioning the government. And, you know, so when they, they actually do strike, you do strike an interest, they, they Google chemtrails, and the first thing they get is an op-ed from freaking a Harvard student debunking that geoengineering exists, and yet there's another page on the Harvard University website that says that they have an, a geoengineering program, and you can see it for yourself. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's uh, geoengineeringenvironmentharvard.edu. So they disclose how they manipulate the weather using aluminum particulate matter. I mean, it's right there on their freaking website. <laughs> People don't know how to do research for one. Um, generally speaking, the common, like most people out there in the world, they don't know how to do research. Um, they just don't. Yeah. It's like you, you, you don't just 
it's, I'm, I'm sorry, like, for one, you have to be cultured. Okay, if you haven't traveled the world, you don't know how to like change your words to get a different to get the same point across. It's like, um, if you're asking for something, and it doesn't compute, you use different words because you're in a different country and you figure it out. You know, that's how it is when you're doing in the search engine. You know, when I grew up, there was 20 different search engines where you could look up things different ways. And I have friends that became market researchers and for the, literally that's their job, you know, and I, I pride myself in being able to like dig around. And what I can find on different topics is the mainstream narrative and the conspiracy narrative. And somewhere in between is the truth sometimes because both ends are controlled, you right. know? So people, if they're like looking for something like, Oh my God, name anything. I've got an amazing example, Coca-Cola. So the internet also changes everybody. This isn't even like the world that like some of us grew up in where you reference books and the books are the same that they were. The internet changes. So when I was a kid, people would trash Coca-Cola. And when the internet came out, there's all these easily found studies on Coca-Cola. You put a penny in the Coca-Cola, it disintegrates. There's even like farmers in India who use the Coca-Cola to spray their plants to kill the <laughs> bugs and stuff because it's cheaper than the pesticides. Um, it's very bad for your pH. Like, like I said, it, it, I mean, it burns your teeth, whatever. It's bad. Coca-Cola is bad. Like, come on, let's effing admit it. It's bad. Okay. So you type into Google Coca-Cola bad. Like you're just looking it up like Coca-Cola bad. Cause that's how you do searches. And people don't even know how to do searches though. Like it's, it's, it's it blows my mind. Like some, I'm, I'm sorry to like, I don't want to put anybody on blast because people got upset with me today on Facebook for doing this. But someone will, people will reach out to me and they'll say, Hey, Matt, you know, that post you made like three months ago, can you, can you send it to me? And I'm like, what, what do you mean that it was saying something about SSRIs are bad. I'm like, just Google SSRI bad. Right. <laughs> That's it. You can find all that stuff. It's like, people don't know how to, I'm sorry. They don't know how to do Google searches. A lot of people do not know how. And then when they do, they just see the very surface level stuff. And if you do, search coca-cola bad you'll find a study but a scientific study with humans being tested funded by coca-cola that's the fine print okay mm -hmm. mind you and the study says what's more hydrating water or coca-cola and literally they have human subjects drinking coca-cola drinking water then they're waiting they urinate and people are retaining more of the coca-cola therefore they are more hydrated by coca-cola and coca-cola is more hydrating this study brought to you by coca-cola so it's like i mean come on there's studies out there saying like you know cigarettes aren't that bad and if you rewind 50 years doctors are recommending certain brands it's like where are we going to have like the wherewithal to actually just use use our brains and our discernment and our gut and our heart and be able to dig around on the internet like i will use different search engines that I have to i will dig to like the 10th page I mean, people don't even know that Firefox is owned by Google. So you're really not even, I mean, DuckDuckGo, sorry, DuckDuckGo, people think is like this thing. You can use Brave, you know, Brave is something. There's, there's different ways to look around, but you'll always find something different. And you have to find the construct of like, what is this bipolar, like yin-yang kind of argument that they're saying? And where's the truth? What's in between? Okay, right. like, like Cheerios. Okay, look them up. It's got glyphosate in it. Does it? The studies say yes. Did it? Okay, is glyphosate poisonous? 
found out in cancer in court causes cancer. And it's like, okay, what, you know, where can we discern to the point where it's like, okay, maybe I, the processed food, I shouldn't be putting in my body anymore and get it bioorganic. It's like you do the research, come to the conclusion, have a hypothesis, test it. I don't know what else to say. It's like searching on the internet should not be that difficult, but people have, um, I think if people aren't, don't have that same mindset or aren't trained in doing so, or haven't been like fighting for their life, like their whole life, like me, like, like literally I was a chemtrail activist and then a million people are like, you're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And I have to like figure out a way to show people what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's all, there's all, it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's right. not that easy to explain to people that they've been completely duped like the NASA thing, it's very difficult. It's like, what do you mean? They're just lying and taking our money. It's like, yep. yeah, your belief system is flawed. I'm sorry to be the messenger on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you brought up the whole search engine thing. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago when um, Gavin Newsom was being recalled, um, that's a perfect example. Like you could not find the recall petition anywhere. If you tried to Google it, it was completely hidden. Uh, I, I only knew about it because I went to DuckDuckGo, and that was before they were compromised. And that's how I found the petition. And then, of course, I signed it and sent it off because you know I think he's a, a douchebag. And and then he just completely denied that there was any kind of petition or any, you know ten thousand people wanted him out. And so I, I think they had 100,000 signatures. I, I, I don't remember, but it was a big number. And then he just like, oh, these are just Trump supporters. These are, you know, crazy uh, conspiracy theorists and scoffed at it, decided to just have an election. But they promoted the heck out of that. And they made sure that people found those results so you could vote for him and, and, and have him reelected. So it, it was that's just a. Uh, you just kind of like an obvious thing that you could have uncovered, but you know, mainstream media just kept it under wraps because they all work, they all work together. You know, it's just like when I interviewed with, you know, with the times, I mean, they kind of laughed at me when I said I wanted to be a neutral writer and just report the news as it was intended. I didn't know about taking a side and like, well, this is the times we only, we support the president if they're a Democrat. And, you know, and he even had an argument with my, my journalism professor and she unfriended me because I didn't want to pick a side. I, I didn't want to work for Fox News. I didn't want to work for a conservative writer. I just wanted to be a legitimate, like, news reporter. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I had to learn the hard way that, that it's all deceit, it, every bit of it, you know. Yes, ain't that the truth? Um, it's, it's, it is, all of it is. I had a thought, but uh, I spaced on it when I started thinking about um, you were going to be a reporter. I, I originally, um, yeah, I used to be a, a NASCAR writer back in the day. And, you know, that that was like a lifetime ago when my my father was into NASCAR and I really didn't like the sport, but I wanted to, to have something in common with him. So I, I kind of forced myself to watch it with him. And then, you know, every Sunday we would sit and watch the the races together and then one day i was like i would i would like to be a, become a writer and, and so i just started writing mock articles and then i sent them to this uh, the editor and they freaking hired me on the spot and became a nascar writer 
But then uh, as time progressed, everything was about clicks and bait, you know, getting attention. And that's how I got paid. And so I was competing with so many writers that I wasn't making as much money. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get out of it, go to college, become an actual journalist and have a degree in it and become a, you know, a news writer. And uh, that that's how I got into journalism. And then that turned into having my podcast to talk about music. And then I had a NASCAR show for a while, for a couple of years. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that seemed like a lifetime ago. <laughs> Amazing. So I remember what I was going to say, what I was thinking about. So um, the talk of controlling the, the flow of information and, you know, you go on Google and you got to dig around and know what, where to dig and how to dig and what have you. So you go on YouTube now and things have changed. Oh my gosh, the landscape has changed. I'm going to make a note that we got to talk about bots. So the landscape has completely shifted dramatically over the past couple of years because they want to make this like, you can't discern, but you're locked in your house, metaverse, like what else is there to do? But there's no like telling up, up from down, left from right. It's like, it's like a full on, um, it's a, it's a full on attack. So there's right. like this flood of disinformation and then there's all the censorship. So a couple of years ago, you go on YouTube or Google and you type in Frankenskies and my, my movie comes up or, or geoengineering and you have all these different sources, right? Yeah. Now it's been basically completely wiped from YouTube. But the most fascinating thing that I found is my ego aside, whatever, Frankenskies is gone, whatever, it's fine. Fucking find it somewhere else. Part of my French. Find it. It's on the internet. Frankenskies.com, Frankenskies.com, bit shoot. It's on everything, but you know, you just got to know to look now. It's not going to be put in your face like like it could be. But if you go onto YouTube and you're curious, like everyone else, and you type in geoengineering and chemtrails, the first thing that comes up, because I logged out of all my stuff. I got on someone else's computer. I wanted to see. And the first thing that comes up is Geostorm. Mm. So people watch Geostorm, which is not a documentary. It's a crazy narrative science fiction film where the ai takes over and the weather's controlled and it has a mind of its own and it's like total science fiction and what you said before is when people go into the movie theater they sit down they temporarily they temporarily suspend their disbelief it's a temporary suspension of disbelief they will believe anything when they're in the theater but they know that it's a fairy tale mm -hmm. okay so when they get it in their head the weather engineering is a fairy tale and that's the first uh, mental pathway dug for them when it's first introduced to him, you know, and just like when, when someone's gotten to first by some crazy chemtrail or flat earth or whatever conspiracy theorist. Now that frame of reference is that is a, that's crazy talk. And then anybody else comes to them. It's like, no, I already know what you, you people are like, you know what I mean? Same thing with anything. It's like we have this mushy brain and a new subject means a new mental pathway. I imagine like a snowed in like 10 feet of snow and you're going to dig with your snow plow, like a literal thought pattern idea. And is it going to be like up and over the hill? Is it going to be whatever direction it is? It's how you're going to think about it later on in life because it's already been plowed, if that metaphor made sense. So it's like when something's first introduced to you the first time, Hopefully it's introduced to you on a level of truth and not geostorm nonsense because that I noticed that that's how they're trying to channel the information is in, in the fairytale land. So then when it's 
next like when i was in a child okay and i know i, I said the word flat earth a couple of times we're not really talking about it on the shirt on the show and i know it's a trigger word for people what i mean is nasa is full of it they have a budget of now 60 million dollars per day mm-hmm. and they spend it all on not what they say okay they've made some big lie that's reinforced by hollywood i don't know what the real truth is necessarily but we're being lied to big time they have a full-on chemtrail program they have patents for chemtrails that go back to the 70s, barium release ro- rockets, all this stuff. I hope you discuss the barium release rockets in your film. And it's full on the NASA, the BS. Okay. And that's a big trigger word, but it's a trigger because you were, as a child, all of us were told that anybody who questioned the shape of the earth is a, is a total idiot and that they were laughed at back when Columbus was sailing. And that they're the idiots, village idiots, and they're all stupid, stupid, stupid them. And we all laughed when we were in kindergarten because it's like this ridicule mentality and shame. Right. Them. They, it was ingrained in our textbooks. And it was reinforced. Hollywood, NASA, it's like anybody bringing up. And, and it's a trigger. Like, why can't I talk about that? Like, you get to talk about everything, you know? Right. And I can't question something that's like not a, not it shouldn't offend you one bit it offends you because you don't want to look at it you don't want to look at it that's it so the internet um i want to talk about the bots um there was a johnny depp trial and elon musk and both of those on the surface seem like um elon musk buying twitter sorry elon musk buying twitter which i don't think he even ended up doing that and then the johnny depp trial with his wife and all this bs so all of that on the surface seemed like some social media nonsense, but really what I think mainly that it was is the disclosure that bots were here to like freaking take over the social media. And that's another thing that's going on. So Elon Musk said, oh, I can't buy Twitter because it's actually a lot more bots than they say. It's like like the social media in general, not just Twitter's overrun by bots and pretend accounts. And then the Johnny Depp, um, like, like Joe Rogan and a couple other people disclosed that this Johnny Depp trial that all the bickering online were just bots, bots baiting people to come and bicker. And so I'm realizing that not only is the like search terms shifting, but we're interacting with like literal, not just trolls, which they're good at being a-holes, but literally we're interacting with, and then there's the idea of like controlled opposition people who like don't even, aren't even exactly who they say they are pretending to be activists, but not necessarily. But then there's bots, and you've got these things coming at you in groups and agreeing with each other and all this stuff. And what is this to be? A lot of us are still going to stay online. All right. Mm-hmm. I've got a freaking slider phone and it's going to, it's a, it's a flip phone. It's 3G. It's getting turned off at the end of the year. And then I'm going to get a two-way pager. I'm not getting a 5G phone personally. Right. So other people will get 5G phones and all that sort of stuff. And we're going to, some people will be in the metaverse and, you know, we'll find that balance in humanity. We're going there. Here we are. You know, people are going to pick their destiny, but either way, we're all going to be involved. And what I think and what I know is it's an amazing opportunity for us to learn to discern. All right. Like when we were doing the Google searches and it said Coke is good for you, we're like, okay, that doesn't sit well in my stomach. Right. There's other insults that we see that are like, wait, that's a total freaking lie like the SLAP program or the geoengineering is good for you. We're just going to do climate change lockdowns and your smart meter is going to watch you. Make sure you don't leave your house. We'll send you your carbon bill and spray aluminum in your skies. Don't worry. We need to dim your sun because it's like when, when you do write that book, I hope you, that you include that 
or focus on that the biggest clampdown on all of humanity, the enslavement, is, is this lie about energy. Okay. Energy is very free. It can be tapped into very easily, but they create this whole dirty energy thing and this need, oh, you gotta you need dirty energy. You gotta be able to drive your car. Yeah. You gotta be able to eat. And then it's just like, oh, but that dirty energy is why we have to lock you in your house, you know, long story short. And that is all BS, man. You know, like there was those world fairs, free energy galore, like all that stuff was snuffed out so that we could be enslaved with all of this. When there's climate change lockdowns and they're saying because of your carbon emissions from da 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 da, da that's all because of the, the, the energy lies. And yeah. it only took them a couple hundred years to, to create this whole, I mean, not even, man, we're talking the Buffalo World Fair was like 1902 and, and they were beaming free energy all the yeah. way from the Niagara Falls, to the Buffalo World Fair, like freaking free energy, man. Like it's real. And all that's just been like the knowledge is very readily available. It's just, again, the mind control and everyone thinks that they need you know, the Rockefeller nonsense and all that, but, um, the discernment, like, we, like if we can learn how to finagle our way on the internet, I think the best way anytime anything happens is like, go to the official story first. It's like, okay, the official story is this crazy shooting, la da 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 like absorb what they really think they want you to think. And then be like, does that offend me? <laughs> is, is my soul, is my gut? Like, you know, how does that feel really? And then find like the other side, the conspiracy side. And maybe that's been hijacked. Maybe it's not as extreme or whatever it is, but you can find the truth on your own. You don't need any podcast or anybody telling you how to think and feel like the truth is within you is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, God, I wanted to bring something up and, and I lost my train. I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I, I love I like hearing you bots. talk. I talked about bots and um, the AI and like, and how it's like people researching on the internet. They're bumping into a lot of like, I mean, I've, I, I posted something on the internet earlier and literally like someone says something and then people like, Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. It takes three people agreeing with someone for someone to be like, Oh my gosh, like maybe they're right. It's like this group think, like we're all like fish. Right. We're all just like, oh man, watch out. The fish is going that way. Maybe there's a predator. It's like, no, nah, man, just one fish freaked out. Don't listen to other fish. So I go to all these profiles. They're all like fake profiles. They're literally just bots. And I've noticed like there's like for activism, anytime I do a live video and it gets it like it gets like enough attention, like a thousand hits or something, you know. Cause I, I, I try to do every social media thing that I can. Anytime anything gets enough, there's a bot that comes along and says exactly this, Matt, you don't look healthy. The activism must be getting to you. You oh, should geez. take a, you should take a break. Right. And then I click on them and it's some fake bot thing that you can't talk to them. They got no profile. It's like, it feels like a bot. And it's like, I just delete it, but it's like literal verbatim. And it's been like, I've been doing this on Facebook for like a decade now and they do it all the time. And then you know what that does? People look at it and they're like, oh, wait, maybe Matt is kind of skinny. <laughs> maybe he's not healthy. Maybe I shouldn't listen to anything that he says, you know, because yeah. like that little seed, you plant that seed of doubt. The seed of doubt is so powerful, brother. Oh my gosh. Because everyone, do. you know why? Nobody wants to think that they're in the midst of a war for their soul, bro. <laughs> right. So it's like any seed of doubt, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, perfect. I didn't want to believe that anyways, you know.
I mean, anytime you, you challenge someone's knowledge about what they know, it, they just immediately just started attacking your character. They start looking for like, what is your degree in? And, and they try to validate their way of thinking. And, and so they look for ways of discrediting you in mm -hmm. completely disregarding anything that you say. They're trying to look for any reason to just, you know, debunk you because they don't want to admit that maybe we are being lied to, we are being deceived, and our world is, is a construct that isn't for the good. It's to enslave us, you know. Well, Edward Bernays, um, uh, Sigmund Freud's nephew, he created these like psychological constructs for the fluoride, tobacco, bacon industries. He, he got involved yeah. in a lot of stuff. And one thing he said um, was trust the specialist. And he got that in the marketing of all the different industries. And it's this compartmentalization where she's like, I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not a rocket scientist. You know how many times you heard that in TV and, and, yeah. and what have you? And what that means is you can't think about that because it's too complex for your little brain. You don't have the $100,000 degree, right? Or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, guess what? It's all very freaking simple. They want to muddy the waters to make it seem complicated. They want to make you think that you can't think about these things. Mm -hmm. All right. It's just like if you gave rocket science just a little thought, it would be quite obvious that jet propulsion, like rocket propulsion, the way that rockets work by having like the rocket engine and it's literally pushing off of oxygen, which is like fluid, uh, fluid dynamics, you know, aerodynamics. And like when things are like aerodynamic and not, um, they go better through the air because of the, there's actually like fluid. The air is like fluid. So if you're pushing off of that air, once you get to a place where there's no air, like in an atmosphere with no air, like in space and whatever they claim it to be, those things wouldn't work. They don't want you to think about that. They don't want you to think and realize like how these things would and wouldn't work. Yeah, they, they, they want us to believe that ion propulsion will work in, in a vacuum. And yet right. MIT cannot replicate uh, they, they can't replicate what space would be like and then that ion propulsion engine to move. It can't move because there's there's nothing to push off. But, but they, they claim that it, it ejects these um, um, electrons and that's what pushes the, the, the engine. So it, it's, infinite, uh, it's infinite in how fast it can go. And so when they, the other day, were, when the Artemis crashed into the, the asteroid, it was going 14,000 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And yet it looked fake as shit. Like, mm. like, I've never seen anything more stupid in my life. And this, yeah, what is that? Is that a discernment test? Are they trying to um, like literally separate a frequency? Like people that fall for it and people that don't. It seems like that there's like a, a bigger divide in that. I mean, right. like when Elon Musk shot the convertible into space, there's definitely the people that are like, that's total BS. And is that is that like a test? Is everybody being tallied? Is, is everybody that says that's total BS being added to the list when the alien invasion happens that we're, you know, first in line or something like that? Or is there going to be like a complete, that's just a joke, but is there going to be a, a shift in frequencies where some come and some don't? And then that could be a purposeful play by putting such obvious nonsense. I think it's just the more stupid people, it's like the movie Idiocracy, you know, like the more that you're shown 
anything and believe anything that you're shown, the more they can show you anything and you'll believe anything that you're shown. It's just like, exactly. It's just like, it's, it's a, um, sporting event basically. Like it's, it's, it's pro wrestling and and people are buying tickets and they're shocked and they're like, keep, keep up the good work. Uh, wrestlers kind of thing. So, um, I'd like to talk to you about contrails and chemtrails. Where did you go with your movie in, in the d- differences between, or did you? Uh, actually I did. I mean, I mean, I brought up the whole idea of how it's, it's, I, I don't remember verbatim because I had to write it down and then say it, um, that it's, um, basically the, the air, the, the coldness of the air and how it would just cut through the, through the air and, and that's how the, the particles would make the contrails appear and then you know a real contrail will disappear after a few seconds i mean i used to watch that when i was a kid you know i mean lay out in the in the park and just lay there and just watch airplanes go by and then i would either see them not have any contrails at all or if they were high enough they would there would be some kind of uh disruption in, in the atmosphere but those trails would go away they wouldn't stay in the air for all afternoon and spread out to make a giant blanket like they do now. And exactly. Yeah. So they, they used to have engines that would push the plane along like jet, like a F-16, like a fighter jet or whatever. It's got the engines on the back. Mm-hmm. And those engines are using like jet propulsion to like push the plane. And they're releasing hot air. And that's like the old the old engines. But nowadays, they've now outfit the majority of the passenger planes and all the other planes out there. And then when we do see lines in the sky, we're primarily seeing drones. Okay, but but the planes that are out there now, they have what's called high bypass turbofans. These turbofans are big titanium and steel Rolls Royce, two tons each, uh, big fans, um, big propellers that are like that have a encasing. They slammed into the Pentagon and then just disappeared. But they're two tons each, titanium and steel, so they probably shouldn't have just disappeared into the unbroken glass of the Pentagon. But that's another conspiracy, right? So these things, they spin and create uh, lift over the wing, but they don't uh, produce hot air anymore. They just, they're just basically like um, propellers. Yeah. So they're called high-bypass turbofans. And they um, first came out by General Electric, and now they're maintained and outfit and sold by um, Rolls Royce, and they're really awesome. But they don't they don't crank out any hot air at all. So whenever we see the short trails nowadays in this current day and age, those short trails are chemicals. There's there's not hot air being cranked out by these um, engines anymore. Right. So whenever we see a short trail, that's um, probably a certain chemical, I'm thinking it's strontium, the medium trail, I'm pretty sure barium. And whenever you see a lot of short and medium trails, then they're prime in the sky, I've noticed. So there'll be a lot of those prime in the sky. And then once the sky is primed, then later on that day or the next day, they'll come out with the longer ones, which are aluminum and they'll stick and they'll dissipate. It's kind of a elaborate orchestra. Sometimes um, you'll see or an elaborate ballet in the sky. It's like so many things going on at once. Sometimes you'll see the small and the medium and the long ones side by side mixing chemicals together. They'll also be doing that. But d- definitely each one is a different chemical. So you've got the shorter ones that dissipate rather quickly, but they're just spraying something that's not white that you, can, that you don't see. 
they can pick it up by with the ground-based stations using um, radio waves from like Nextrad base stations and Doppler and stuff. And then they've got the medium trails that mix, like I said, and the longer ones. And once they get all those mixed together, they'll use harp and zap them and steer uh, weather patterns and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's a patent that I keep that I that I found, but it's really hard to find now on the internet. Did you ever come across the patent about the aluminum resistant genetics? Because um, that's a night a neat like hmm. um no it connects all the dots you've got this aluminum monsanto's aluminum resistance a that they can add to the seeds to this patent and they have it patented and then they know what's being sprayed which is aluminum so they're making their different crops aluminum resistant through just their patented technology and there's this patent that was easily available that I was able to save and I've got my presentations, but now you can't find it on the internet. It's like gone. It's interesting. People wow. ask me, where was it? And I'm like, it's, it's gone now. It's weird. So that's a really fascinating thing because if you connect the aluminum, aluminum connects to everything, connects to the shots, connects to the fluoride. Fluoride melts off aluminum when you in aluminum production. So the two like to bond together in your brain. And that's basically Alzheimer's. Uh, you got aluminum in your deodorant. And then it's pooling in your breast tissue and then people put their phones there and then you got breast cancer, um, aluminum in the sky, right? And then people need to learn how to detox that stuff and, and get it out of you. I'm learning more about mineralization. You know, it's good to like, it's good to learn about chelation and detoxing, right? But then that's kind of like putting yourself in a vibration of like fear where you're worried about it and you're trying to like, it's like not owning your terrain. I'm a total terrain theorist. And if you can just own your terrain and mineralize your body and, and, and make sure your body is up to speed on, on all of its, you know, intake and you're treating your body as well as you can and your body is your temple, then you're not going to be absorbing the toxins that other people are that are demineralized. When you're mineral deficient, you're absorbing toxins from the environment, hoping to get those minerals. But if you're not mineral deficient, you're not absorbing those toxins like a, like you could be and would be, which is a key I've learned. Yeah, speaking of learning, I mean, I'm learning something new every day. And, you know, like like my wife, I mean, we were just talking about how she was telling me how I'm so into conspiracy and so so much into truth that we don't know exactly what the truth is. But, you know, mainstream has been lying to us our entire lives. And so we know for a fact that all the things that we've been told and what's on television is 100% bad for you. So if it's on television, don't do it. And mm. <laughs> but I'm constantly learning about our environment and like what to eat. Like we started a garden this year. And so we're learning how to grow things on our own and just eat more healthy. And just I mean, we've gotten we don't eat pork anymore. We don't eat shellfish. I mean, that's like one of the main things that we've nice. learned that all those things that they do for the for the earth. I mean, they eat the toxins that are in the earth. So don't eat them and so and uh you know so i'm just learning so many things about how to detoxify and just you know drink cleaner water for one and then uh, I, like i don't I, I don't remember the last time i had a soda other than like you know like an annual party where there's nothing else you know <laughs> but um i wanted to get into your opinion on something i i've been thinking about this for quite a bit because there's all these like weather modification, uh, you know, committees, and then they seem like small factions, and they're all you know they use the, these Cessna planes and they're they modify them to equip them with like these, uh, 
you know, weather modification uh, apparatuses where they dump like silver iodide in the atmosphere. But it seems to me that these are decoys because um, they kind of coexist at the same time because the military is doing it and they have these giant planes that are just retrofitted with like giant canisters of these chemicals. And so what we're actually seeing, I've never seen a Cessna fly by and have seen trails come off of them. And so I, I feel like they're, they're kind of like a decoy and they're, they're allowed and, you know, you can, you can see the type of licensing that they have and, and you can see what they're actually spraying and what they talk about. And they, you know, they're claiming that they're doing such a great job, but then at the same time, these giant commercial planes are flying above them and they're dumping like these giant trails that never dissipate. And uh, what's your thought on that? Great job. I think that you're <laughs> spot on. And when you were just telling me that, it started to click. Like there was um, this like supposed activist that I didn't, that I was questioning at one point. And um, he ended up going mental and like making, making the whole thing look bad. But he was going to these weather modification uh, organization meetings they have these annual meetings and then and then like so the conspiracy theorists are all like some of them are going there trying to crash it and some of them are going there like being like oh here i am and <laughs> and it's kind of like when activists like sneak into the builder bird group you know yeah. it's like come on man they would kill your ass if that was real bro yeah, right. <laughs> like like alex like come on like like just just certain Alex things, huh? <laughs> Alex Stein, I told him about about the uh, the Texas Weather Modification Advisory Committee. I'm like, mm -hmm. you need to contact them. They have to approve you, but they may kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets to just like a level of like, there's there's a logic thing there where um, certain things are exposed for certain reasons and it's like slight disclosure but or not you know it's like it's like breadcrumbing it's like gives you a little bit and but we're, we're dealing with like a new world order we're dealing with um nasa and maybe even okay don't completely discredit everything that i've said so far but we could be dealing with like something really beyond our comprehension like i've seen I've seen planes like like look like they're holograms and stuff. Like they have some really serious tech. Like, are they dealing with like, I don't know. I don't want to say like, are they working with nefarious aliens? But there definitely seems to be a plan to like get us like turned into robots with nanotech and chemtrails are right there in that agenda. It's like yeah. if they can aerosolize whatever they want and spray us on us and we're like la da that's for our own good. That's really slippery slope, bad news stuff. So, yeah, no, there, it's it's very deep evil agenda stuff. I mean, I was at the the gym the other day in the sauna, and people were talking, and one guy actually brought up Klaus Schwab. I was blown away. I was like, wow. But nobody else had any clue. Like, who's that? What's that? It's the World Economic Forum, all this stuff. They're like, what's that, huh? They're like talking about current events. They didn't even know about that stuff. I'm like, man. Right. Like, like yeah so you're i think you're spot on and that gives people basically what that what that does is a lot but one thing that it does is someone like me 
who I grew up in the DC area. All my friends worked for like government kind of stuff, Northrop Grumman or whatever. And I'm my friends, especially and me, it's not going to be that easy to convince us that something um, conspiracy crazy is going on. So if we do actually do the research, that's what we're going to find. And we're going to be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And then it's like, you don't need to do any further digging and see that there's like shape shifting freaking hologram, like weird things. People are filming weird things like Kim trails with no planes and stuff. There's, there's definitely weird stuff going on. You know, it's not just, you know, surface level things. I mean, it's all, it's all very layered. So, um, and, and that's kind of like psyop kind of like mentality. Yeah. I noticed that the, okay. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here saying, Oh, Hey, the first, earth is flat. I'm not saying that right now. I'm saying when the concept came out in, in our modern day, like um, six years ago, whenever it was, it, it came out under the umbrella of total nut nut jobs. So people who were like total nutters came out, had their own podcast. were like, Oh man, Oh man, look at this. So that when anybody, it's like the mental pathway thing I was talking about. So people were first introduced to the subject and you come to a bunch of nutters and you're like, okay, I can't even go there. These people are nuts. And then you don't even give it. If you're, if you're kind of that level, you don't even give it another go ever again. But for, yeah. but some people it's like, wait, you know, maybe it's like a little bit and some deeper stuff. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer in like magnetism and buoyancy and a lot of other things. And the gravity just doesn't add up. Like they, like they necessarily say and the tides moving. It doesn't, nothing adds up like they say. So I personally dig deeper and find my own, but I'm very easily just thrown into a box. I'm like, Oh, I don't think the moon landings are flat earther. It's like, Whoa, 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 dude. It's like very obviously the moon landing is not real. You already have a box for me. Well, yeah, because if you go on YouTube or Google search flat earth, I mean, they have the the disc in space with the water falling off and it, or they have an image of the, the flat earth on the back of a, of a turtle in space with all the planets all around. And it's like, no, that's not what we believe <laughs> that that is a government agency created psyop. It literally is. I mean, it was created the year that NASA was created. So they wanted to make people who thought the earth was still flat, which most people in the world still thought that the earth was flat. You go to all the almanacs and you go to all the encyclopedias, they showed pictures of a flat earth. And so even like the, the, the 1961, um, when, they, when the, the United Nations were introduced in Time, Time Magazine, they showed a flat earth and they still use that symbol today. So it's, they put the truth in, in broad daylight and it's, it's up to us, us to discern what is the actual, actually the truth. And then we're just constantly confused with this globe model and all, you know, NASA and, and all this other garbage. And so when, when you say flat earth, I mean, when you think of flat earth society, I mean, Obama mentioned it a bunch of times I mean, he planted it because it was becoming a popular thing back in 2014. And so they had to redirect people to flat earth society. So they would think that flat earthers were just complete lunatics. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. But you know, what's messed up is your wife is right. We don't have enough information. So it's like, we know that we're given right. lies. Okay. And, but that's not enough for people. 
It's like, hey, I know what they're saying is a lie. So then people say, well, what's it like on the other side? And how about this? And how come the moon looks like? It's like, I don't have, I just know that there's lies, but we don't have enough info necessarily. So we're in this place of like, we know that there's, it's all fabricated. We're trying to piece it together. And at the end of the day, she's absolutely correct. So we have to like basically be okay with, just knowing that it's lies and that the truth is going to kind of come to us more as we progress as you know as we progress as as like more becomes available to us i don't know how maybe on the spiritual astral realm kind of thing but probably but at least we do know that that what they're saying is is false right and when we start to not resonate with falsehoods i think that's the one of the biggest play everyone is like oh why does it even matter because you're walking around <laughs> believing a lie. Your whole life yeah. is a lie. And once you start to resonate in truth, 100% across the board, then you start to become the best that you can be, which is like a force to be reckoned with, I think. That's just, this is like what they're afraid of. That's why they dumb us down with the frequency warfare, everything. Fi- I mean, fluoride, 5G chemtrails, media, all of it, you know? Right. Yeah, there, there, there's just so many things. I mean, it's it's an ongoing investigation. It, it's it's never going to be a close case. Oh, you know, the people say, well, there's telescopes all over the world, and you know, there's spaceships and there's satellites. Well, most of those telescopes are owned by the Vatican. BTW, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in case people don't know that. And then what's a telescope like? It's looking at yeah. I'm. I mean, maybe that's a hologram out there looking outwards. Doesn't show what we are. It's not looking in a mirror. Like people can't even grasp that alone. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. You weren't interrupting. Um, like my, one of my co coworkers. I mean, I work at a high school, and uh, she showed me her her. I saw a moon on her app, and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And she showed me, and I just kind of scrolled through it. And I, mean, I went through a few months, and I'm like, "Do you ever wonder why we only see one side of the moon?" She's like, yeah, I wondered that. And that, that was like my introduction of like, okay, maybe it's because we only see one side of the moon because there only is one side of the moon. We aren't spinning. And when they're, the, the earth and the moon aren't perfectly spinning, so we only see the one side. I mean, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's a lie that, that could just be proven. We, we don't have any other evidence except we only see the one side of the moon. And we see it all day. Most time, most of the time, we see it all day long. It never goes away. There's a quote by um, somebody, um, <laughs> a president or something. Um, when oh no, Jay Hoover. When the American public is faced with a lie so big that it's beyond, it's just like that big then there's no way they can like accept it and believe it. And like having been lied to about the moon and having been lied to because it's, and I've been, I've been like a crazy movie buff recently. Oh my gosh, Mikey. So it's been smoky here from the summer. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to watch freaking crazy movies. I watched like, I'm like working. Yeah. I got my, my stuff I'm doing, but like I watched, I watched probably like a hundred movies this summer. And I realized that it's all been a setup, man. Like this 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, every decade was its own film stock, its own genre, and all riddled throughout was um, violence, yes, and sci-fi. And all up in the sci-fi is just like globe references and space references and space travel references and all of it. It's all programmed. 
Yep. But what really was fascinating was like we got completely played. The 1900s was all like it's all been planned out. The year, the decades, the identity through the decades. And then 2000 is like this kind of digital feeling number. It's not like 1891 or whatever. It's like 2000. And it's been planned that way to like introduce digital tech and the internet then and to lose the human identity that came with the social cultural structure of the decades so now we're like the tens the 20s and it's like it's like we're just all we had was what nothing it's just like it's just tech now and um although we had this rhythm of having our uh being our like our culture be this like every decade something new now it's like they they did that to set up transhumanism like we're, we're basically like lost like we lost our groundings you know like like where's our where what do we pass down what do we watch we got to go back and watch stuff from the 80s and 90s now like everything's garbage like everything fizzled after 9-11 when that, that was like one of the beginning of like the, the true hijacking timeline hijack or whatever i think but yeah it's, it's interesting it's very fascinating to see how the media has developed and especially have you seen the movie capricorn one no, I, you know, one 1970s movie seen. really quick. So um, th- these astronauts, they're going to go to Mars. Okay. And they're about to take off in their spaceship. And one of them's OJ, it's three astronauts, one of OJ Simpson. And they come and it's like countdown three, two, and they come and get the astronauts out. And they're like, come on guys. And the, the, the ship goes or whatever, but the astronauts, they're just like, what? And they're like, dude, we're all going to do it from a movie set. And it's Capricorn one. It's the best movie. It's like, what? And then they do it from movie set, but then the, the, um, these astronauts, they have a conscience. They have like, they want to not lie. And then the movie producers like find out and try to kill them. And then the whole movie unravels and they end up killing each astronaut. It's not even a happy ending. It's like reality, bro. It's like, whoa, it's really good. But then people watch it and it's like, oh, that's not reality because it's a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like hidden in plain sight. It's very strategic and diabolical and smart how they hide it in plain sight. Something else. I've heard about that movie so much that I feel like I've seen it. But it's because oh, every flat earther has talked about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, wasn't it done by Stanley Kubrick? I, um, I, I want to think it is. Um, that it was like one of the deals that he made with uh, NASA to help with him produce the movie. And that was like his tell, like these are the clues of what I did for NASA. Mm-hmm. Well, he did, he did disclose a lot in the shining and there's yeah. people that do breakdowns of the shining and the Apollo mission and show like how he, yeah. Um, unreal. But no, I don't, I'm not sure if Kubrick did that one, but yeah, rest in peace, poor guy. I think, he might, it seems like he was doing eyes wide shut and disclosed a little bit too much. The movie's super creepy, but he died in the midst of it. And once you grasp like Bohemian Grove and what's really going down and all the weird sex magic and stuff that they do do, it doesn't make sense why he died for doing what he did. Right. That's what I mean. Like there's no real whistleblowers or real like organizations up in the front, like doing things. Cause they, if they're really exposed, you know, they get, they get the new world order like does it they they clean up you know it's it's hard to be involved and then be having you can't really sell your soul and then come out and be a whistleblower so that's that's another thing about i know i kind of just went on another thought but a lot of people are like 
well, why don't they come out and, sp- and tell us about the sprain or how do they spray themselves? And how can, oh, there's all these questions. People, there's like five to 10 questions that are the same questions that everyone already always asks about chemtrails. You know, why would they do it to themselves? One of the first like two or three questions. It's like, it's a very covert, you know, why don't they come out and, and say, why, why, where are the whistleblowers? Dude, they would kill him and his family. He's working for the bad guy. He's already sold his soul, you know? People don't grasp the depths of it, of it all. And then also people that are working for it all, they're on a need to know basis. They think they're saving the world through stopping global warming or whatever lies are being told. You know, it's all mind control in and of itself too. So it's, it's layered. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of um, Stanley Kubrick, I mean, he, when Eyes Wide Shut was released, I mean, it wasn't, well, before he was recently released, he died. So it wasn't the movie that the producers wanted him to make. And so when he died, they just re-edited the movie. So it doesn't make any freaking sense at all if you watch it now. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so many holes and it's kind of confusing. So it barely touches on the, the demonic, uh, you know, rites that they, they go through. So, you know, I, I would love to see the original you know, director's cut version, but that that's that's never gonna happen because they probably just deleted those those scenes forever, you know, revealing what he really wanted to, to put in the movie. You know. So yeah, we'll, we'll never know. Seems to be the case. Yeah, it's it the 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 soundtrack gives me nightmares anyway, so I don't think I'll be um breaking that movie down anytime soon. No. But but very creepy. I think I heard he died in the midst of it. So maybe some of it didn't even get made, but but yeah, for sure. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, um, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Uh, is there anything else that uh, we could possibly bring up about chemtrails that we didn't touch on? <laughs> um, I take CMOS, um, S-E-A-M-O-S-S. I found out about it. It's just, um, it's like kelp. It's a seaweed, but it's very mineral dense. Mm-hmm. So I've been learning about taking the CMOS. It's got almost all, we need 104 of minerals. So it's got almost all the 104 minerals that we need on a daily basis in it. So Mm. mineralizing is very key in staying healthy in this environment that's, that's chock full of environmental toxins. So, so I'd like to just mention that. And then also I want to say that like time spent away from technology, you know, try to balance out your life. Like how much time per day do you spend away from your phone? Like be honest and um, try to book in your days where you're not just hopping on your device first thing in the morning and you're not getting on it last thing before you go to bed try to like balance out the tech in your world because as technology becomes more and more pervasive we're going to have to just find a we're going to have to find a way as activists as humans as spiritual beings to find a balance in this world you know whatever it may be as it becomes what it is and in doing so we'll be able to be grounded and level-headed and be able to see the truth through all the lies and nonsense that you know we're going to have to face unfortunately and please honor the children we need they need all that we can give them so honor the kids as much as you can even if it's not your own children do what you can to show the light for them teach them something guide them in your own way you know what i mean like someone told me once if you can't read it don't eat it i was in my 20s I was like, huh? And they're like, if you can't read the ingredient, don't eat it. And I was yeah. like, oh, you mean like read the ingredients on the back of the, and they're like, yeah, the ingredients are on the back, dude. And I was like, oh, cool. 
And ever since then changed my life. I had heartburn. I had a beer belly, like I was super unhealthy. Just that little seed planted changed my entire life direction. So imagine what you can do with the kids nowadays. They're all bright. They're just waiting for you to let them know what's up. So thanks for you having me on brother. And I hope we can do it again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, where can people find your, your a- uh, actual activist website? Yeah, um, I've got my movies available at frankenskies.com, like Frankenstein, but skies. And then I've got the activist hub at actualactivists.com. And on there, you can learn about all sorts of truth. You name it, 5G, fluoride, whatever. And then also I have an EMF protection clothing line that I have blackout bags for your phone bag for no um, track and trace for the COVID and all this nonsense, um, privacy violations and all that. And I've got, um, you name it, for EMF protection at S-P-E-R-O, sparrowgear.com and sparrowgear on Instagram. Um, Sparrow is a Latin word for hope and I, I strive to bring hope to the next generation. So that's why I named it that. And I'm also Matt Landman on Facebook, where I've got about 70,000 followers and still running strong, getting censored here and there. But <laughs> but the Facebook gods do allow me to still exist. So I'm very thankful for that. So nice. find me over there while I'm still thriving. Thank you. Well, I just noticed that uh, you made an improvement to your Sparrow uh, ferret cases because before they rolled out 5G and turned them on, uh, they were working fine, but they made an improvement to their 5G towers, and now it was going through the bags. And so you made a recent change, and now it it doesn't penetrate the 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 lining anymore. Is that correct? Yeah, it's been quite the journey, and I've been in this amazing. Um, it's been an opportunity for me to be in this space to witness um, the advances in 5G radiation. So I made these foam bags and you put your phone in and it blacks out the bag and they worked all over the world. And my supplier made them for everyone all over the world. And they were selling a lot in Israel and Germany and Asia and North America, put any phone in it and it blacks it out. But then right when we got locked down in March, 2020, the phone started ringing through those bags. So I had to make double layered bags. And then um, when the next variant came rolling out, Omicron, the iPhones started penetrating those double layered bags. So I made these gangbuster, like uh, two layers of silver, a layer of copper, nickel composite, like nothing's getting through these new bags, but I had to adjust. And I know that some of my competitors got totally kicked out of business. Cause when you're buying stuff from a factory, they make you get like 20,000 of something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like investing in all these things. And then they just like the tech changes overnight. Unbeknownst to us, they're cranking that 5g up. Like it's something that we're not used to. It's a totally different type of radiation. It's a different type of radiation that humans have never been exposed to. So being exposed to something that's penetrating these layers of metal, it's it's very telling that low-level radiation sickness is happening to people across the board and potentially people are having symptoms and thinking it might be something else is all I'm saying. Well, that's another thing that people are just not willing to accept that that there is any kind of danger and, you know, in other countries, I mean, they're already rolling out 6G and 7G. And it's like, it's insanity that it's tied, like the 7G is like connected to your, your seven chakras. And I don't know too much about that, so I can't really speak on it that much. But uh, there is a connection between the, the 7G and seven chakras in your body. 
Yeah, I don't know much about that. I don't even know about the tech. I bet it's probably just called 7G and it's probably the 5G tech because 5G tech utilizes millimeter size waves mm-hmm. and those absorbing everything they hit, they can't go very far. Actually, like, it's actually weaponized tech. It's, it's, I don't think that anything could be, unless they've already figured out how to carry things on like literal light waves. But I think that's just... Um, names they're just names like 5g tech is they're going to put that infrastructure all over the planet and then that's how the internet of things and self-driving cars and everything will work but it, it, it requires infrastructure that's yet to be completely rolled out i mean the signal can only go like 500 feet it, it absorbs in everything it hits so yeah. now they got all the phones working as small cell towers and all this and like maybe people carriers are calling it 6g to sell it but it's it's really just a carrier wave measured in millimeters just the same as absorbing into everything it hits and part of the depopulation agenda new world order agenda 2030 2050 like crap it's crazy stuff but um oh oh and about your your second movie what what's the the status on that and when do you think that plug it along man Hopefully they lock us inside our houses and we buck the system and pitchfork their asses and then I can put that in the movie. But until then, I'm waiting for like a really nice closure for the film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm filming it. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's good stuff happening. Like they froze up Texas a couple of years ago and then they just blasted uh, Florida with this hurricane, which was very obviously engineered. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. But um, until Klaus Schwab really talks about climate change lockdowns, I'm waiting for that real, um, you know, I mean, I'm not in a huge rush because there's not going to be a Frankenstein's three. I don't think, you know what I mean? So I was at, I, at for Frankenstein's one, I was in a huge rush and now I'm just kind of letting it unfold, unravel. I've got some amazing footage. Um, mm-hmm. It's not done. It's not done yet, basically. All right. Well, look, look forward to it. And if next I can year, I'm, contribute... hoping, I'm hopeful for next year. Yeah. And I'd like to right. help if you want to help. Yeah. If, if I can contribute in any way, I'd love to. Cool. All right, Matt. Well, it was great talking with you. Uh, appreciate you coming on, and it was a pleasure finally talking to you. You know, face to face, even though it's online. <laughs> you too, and thank you for your work in chemtrails. And you know, we need everyone. You know, all hands on deck. So definitely, yeah. I can't wait for my uh, friend. He we uh, belong in a Telegram together, and he was just at the Dallas City Council to, uh, trying to get uh, advocate to have fluoride taken out of our drinking water. Um, there's a small town that's here in Dallas and they advertise that they don't have fluoride in the water. So if they can do it, anyone else can do it. And it, exactly. I mean, it costs the city money. So why would they want to spend, you know, however much money that they spend in this toxic chemical? So we just have to educate people around us and, you know. And put it to a vote. You can yep. still do that. Put Make ordinances and have the community um, put, put in their two cents. All right, Matt. Uh, yeah, we'll just end it right there. And uh, it was great cool. talking to you. You as well. Thank you so much. And have a nice afternoon or evening there. Peace. <laughs> yeah, thanks. See ya. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. What an incredible interview with Matt Landman. Learn more about him and his activism by going to www.actualactivist.com or you can click the links in the description below. Now, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you learned something new. I also hope I included everything I wanted to talk about. You know, after every interview, I, I always listen back and I think think to myself, oh man, I should have said this or I should have asked that. You know, it just never fails. You know, I do have some amazing interviews coming your way in the coming weeks, including an interview with Travis of DFW True Earthers. 
He's a local guy who I personally know, and he he's just an amazing guy, and he uh, has a bunch of groups that, that I belong to uh, in the community, and we're going to talk about a variety of topics, including religion, activism in the community, homesteading, gardening, firearms, uh, living off the grid, and tiny homes. Uh, I'm also going to have, uh, an, I'm going to be making an appearance on Deborah Gets Red Pilled with Adam and Deborah. And uh, I believe we're going to be talking about uh, the education system and its corruption. And then I'm going to have Moro Bob of Hidden in Plain Sight on the show to talk about the globe earth, hollow earth, and hidden history. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode. Please comment and leave a five-star review if you enjoy this episode or if you enjoy the show. And then like and subscribe to us on uh, YouTube and Rockfin. Until next time, this is Mikey J. I'm out. Oh, 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 oh,